Today's episode is brought to you by that one unreasonably warm day in the dead of winter that comes just at the right moment. You know, the kind of day where you put on your favorite t-shirt, you inflate your bike tires for the first time in months, you go outside, you come alive, you're uplifted by the sights and sounds of your city, there's not a cloud in the sky, you feel the warmth of the sun on your skin again. And it doesn't matter that it's going to snow tomorrow. Because even as the sun sets, you believe, because you need to believe, that spring is just around the corner. Anyway, here are the real ads. Hey, I have a secret. Uh-huh. I use secret whole body deodorant because more than just my armpits stink. Uh-huh. Can I use it where my bra rubs under my... Oh, <laughs> yeah. And what about down there? You know, my... Totally. Four out of five gynecologists would recommend it. So I tried it, and now I get 72 hours of freshness. freshness. From my pits to my... Ooh, I love that it's a spray. Me too. And it comes in sticks and creams too. Go get your secret whole body deodorant. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Hey folks, just wanted to say before we kick things off that today's episode has a racial epithet in it that might be uncomfortable for some people to hear. Uh, So with that, let's start the show. From Gimlet, this is Reply All. I'm Emmanuel Jochi. And I'm Alex Goldman. Hey, Alex, how are you doing? Not bad. Uh, You know, I'm moving some stuff, so I just uh, drove a U-Haul for many hours on the highway. Um, I like driving in a U-Haul. I feel like I'm the king of the road. feels very Mad Max to me. (laughs) It is kind of nice. Like, it is this joy in just being that big on the road. There yeah, really totally. Is. Totally. Um, but anyways, I'm here with a type of story we haven't done for a while, which is uh, I have a super tech support for you. Ah, my bread and butter. I'm so glad that, I, that there's a super tech support that I'm not reporting and I get to learn about. <laughs> um, so, you know how people write to us about all kinds of things? Yes. But I feel like one of the things that people write to us about a lot, at least in the entire time uh, I've been at the show, is just like... The, the plethora of problems people have with their Spotify accounts. Uh, yeah, that's that definitely a thing. <laughs> even even more so a thing now that we are owned by Spotify. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like we get emails a lot about people saying like, oh, bots have taken over my playlist or there are people hacking into my account and playing weird songs. Totally. And like, I feel like when you look at all that stuff, it's just kind of obvious, oh, there are tons of people trying to game Spotify and trick other people into listening to their music. Yeah, exactly. And it makes sense to me why people would reach out because they're just like, right, you guys work at Spotify. Surely you know what's going on. But like, we don't. (laughs) Like, we work with this large tech company. And I got to say, I have no idea how this app works. Um, But I was reading some of these emails. And I was just like, the more I read the emails about this stuff, the more I wanted to know more about this world of people trying to game Spotify. Um, So I reached out to someone who spent a lot of time looking into this. uh, This one writer. Morning, Peter. It's nice to meet you, dude. How's it going, Emmanuel? It's uh, going yeah, well. Peter it's here. going well. His name's Peter Slattery. I'm a editor writer based in Brooklyn. 
just the most cliched thing ever, but you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? You write specifically about Spotify and what uh, I'm going to call Spotify spammers, which are people who do everything they can, including gaming the system, just in order to get as many people to listen to their music as possible. Was there one incident in particular that sort of made you have questions? Or yeah. Any, yeah. Um, I had seen the movie The Joker as a uh, favor to a friend. I didn't want to see it, but <laughs> I, I, I saw it. It was bad. It was really bad. But it has this one song in the trailer. Mm-hmm. That I really liked. And what was the song? It's Jimmy Durante's Smile. It's from like the 60s. Um, To me, it's a banger. Okay. Um, And so I went on Spotify and searched Joker soundtrack and clicked the first thing that showed up and was listening to it. Basically, I let it go, this playlist, and then EDM stuff started playing. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not... That wasn't in the Joker movie. (laughs) Right. And so I look and I'm like, wait a minute, the playlist creator is not official at all. Um, It's some random guy called Nalek. And I go to his profile and he's made hundreds of playlists that are very similar. Call of Duty, official soundtrack. Frozen 2, official soundtrack. (laughs) And it like turns out, of course, that the person who made the playlist is a guy who runs an EDM label. And... He's just using this playlist to try and promote his music. Oh. Kind of brilliant. Yeah. And this whole Joker event, it got him super interested in how these spammers worked. And, like, the more he started looking into them, the more he just started to see all of these, like, people who were just infiltrating all these different parts of the Spotify ecosystem. Like, one area he told me about where you see a lot of these folks operating is Spotify's release radar, which is a playlist Spotify makes for you that shows you recently released music from artists you listen to a lot. And he noticed people were gaming this playlist by uploading songs and claiming a bigger artist, like, say, Jay-Z was on their song. Jay-Z's not on the song. You're not allowed to do that. Spotify's rules say you can't do that. People get away with it because Spotify's system is opt-out. So I say Jay-Z's on a song. Jay-Z's team has to say, no, we're not. And if they don't press that button fast enough, boom, I have a song that Spotify's robots think Jay-Z's on. So Peter said Jay-Z is actually a bad example. He's probably honestly too big for something like this to happen to him. But things like this are happening all the time to more up-and-coming artists. And Peter told me about another kind of spamming that has turned the white noise genre into absolute mayhem, where people just, like, upload fan noise in a frenzy every day just so they can be the latest new fan noise on the app and get streams. Some of them are uploading the same thing literally hundreds of times. It's the same audio, but they're just naming it differently. Same name. It's It's the same name. it's, It's exactly the same. So... Every day, the white noise is showing up as new in Spotify, even though it's just the same fan noise as yesterday. And, uh, you know, I I asked Spotify about this and the other strategies Peter told me about. And they were just kind of like, yeah, we're aware of it. Stuff like this is against our rules. It's an industry-wide issue. And even though we try to stop this kind of stuff, when we see it, like, there'll always be people trying to do it. Um, But I don't know. I was talking to Peter and I was just like, Huh, okay, this world of spammers is like a fertile world full of like really, really, really cunning, like ingenious people and strategies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, around the same time, we got an email about like a Spotify spamming strategy that like I just did not understand. And it's really confused me, honestly, uh, since I first heard about it. 
So, I don't know. We got an email from a listener about a weird thing that was going on with their Spotify wrapped. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like that. That wonderful marketing campaign our company does where they basically take all of our data and say, here, it's actually fun that we're spying on you so much. <laughs> wow, when you put it that way. <laughs> yes, I'm familiar. I mean, that is what kind of what's happening. Uh, I mean, okay, if you're not a Spotify user, uh, how Spotify rap basically works is they like will do this whole presentation at the end of the year where they show you which songs you listen to most and the artists you listen to most and like how many minutes you consumed on the platform, what genres you liked and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Truly the bane of my existence, Spotify wrapped. I don't know if I've actually ever seen yours. Yeah, you know why you've never seen mine? <laughs> because while everyone's out here chasing clout with their cool music taste... I'm looking at mine right now. Top songs. Let It Go from the Frozen soundtrack. In Summer from the Frozen soundtrack. Two songs I like for the first time in forever from the Frozen soundtrack. Now let's look at my top artists. Hold on just a second. It's really going to shock you. Top artists. Christina, Kristen Bell and Adina Menzel from the Frozen soundtrack. Kristen Bell, Agatha Lee Mon and Katie Lopez from the Frozen soundtrack. Kristen Bell and Santino Fontana from the Frozen soundtrack. And then, strangely, an episode of Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin? With Kristen Bell <laughs> from Frozen? How? Anyways, uh, so that listener who wrote into us, her name is Katie. She's in Detroit. And at the end of last year, all her friends started posting their Spotify wrapped and social media, you know, like you do. And all my friends are like, oh, if you don't post your Spotify wrapped, like you're embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I haven't even looked at mine yet. Like, like what does your Spotify rap normally look like? I'm just like not like a huge music listener by any means or like Mm -hmm. super super into it so like all the big names that you think of justin bieber is on mine and kanye and frank ocean when do you when do you like listen to music normally like when i like in the shower i'll listen to music or like when i'm going in the car and like think about it i know people like can't even leave the house without their airpods in and like i would just walk somewhere and not be listening to music like whoa I, you're one of those people me. actually who can yeah. who's okay with hearing your inner thoughts when you leave yeah. the house yeah i guess that is not me <laughs> you can put it like that <laughs> and so she was looking for a spotify wrapped and she sees her top artists and you know she has at number five olivia rodrigo okay at number four she has drake tracks at number three she has frank ocean her number one, of course, is Justin Bieber. But you'll notice I skipped number two. I sure did. And I'm dying to know what it is. <laughs> well, okay. So she looks at number two and it's something she doesn't recognize. It says number two is called Drum Coon. Drum Coon. Number two. Yes. Number two. My top two artists of the whole year is someone I've never heard of. Number two. <laughs> above Drake. Above Frank Ocean. Yeah. Which is already a ludicrous thing to say. Is an artist called Drum Coon? Yep. So it goes Justin Bieber and then Drum Coon. I'm sorry, huh? Drum Coon? Drum Coon. Like G-R-U-M-K-U-N? D-R-U-M-K-O-O-N. What the fuck? <laughs> like Coon, like as in like the racial epithet. Yes. Coon. Yes. Yes. With a K. Jesus. And, you know, she was just kind of like, who is this person? Uh, so she clicked on him. I do have to ask, is this person black? Yes. Okay, that makes it kind of better. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Drum Coon is like a weird, it's a weird name. Yeah, it is. Um. Okay, okay. And so I just kind of was looking into it, and then I was playing some of his music. 
Right. And it sounds like this. This is one of my top songs also. Like, listen to that, Alex. Like, it's, it's kind of vibey, right? Almost synthy. I don't, I don't even really know what the instrument is. I mean, it, it, it doesn't even sound like a synthesizer. It sounds like... I mean, it just sounds like wind chimes, kind of. Yeah. And, you know, K.E., understandably, is sort of like, what, what's going on? So she goes to look at the list of her, like, her top songs. Like, it's like, Too Much, Justin Bieber, White Ferrari... Levitating Dua Lipa. And then the next one is by Drum Coon that says, Hey Alexa, play ambient music. That's the <laughs> title of the song. <laughs> is it is is this a person who like if is, is trying to get their song to play whenever someone says, Hey Alexa, play ambient music? Yeah, I mean I think so. It's kind of a brilliant gambit, honestly. Right. I mean okay. I mean I guess I have to ask the question, does she have a smart speaker? So this is what I found particularly tickling. She does, right? But she doesn't actually own an Alexa. Oh. She owns a Google Home. So that's weirder because you wouldn't ask your Google Home to be an Alexa and play your ambient music. Right. I I don't know. It's, I, yeah, I don't, I haven't, it blows my mind. I have no, it's, yeah, interesting. Honestly, this whole thing was just really bizarre to me. I wanted to know more about this guy, Drumcoon, and what he was up to. So the first thing I did was I sat down with Sanya, our colleague and producer. All right, let me pull up Drumcoon. And opened up Drumcoon's Spotify page. Can you hear that? Yes. And, you know, right away we saw that Drumcoon, he hadn't just made like a couple songs designed to trick smart speakers. Whoa, whoa, so wait, there's there's actually a lot of different types of like... There's a bunch of them. Yeah. There were fake songs for basically every imaginable scenario or mood. There was Alexa play family time music. Hey Alexa play morning music. Hey Alexa play wait, Christmas wait, 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 wait. music. Are you hearing this morning music? It's just water. It's it's just water sounds along with the other. And not only that, it seemed like maybe Spotify or even Google had caught on to his smart speaker shenanigans at some point because there was an album. And look, the title is They Tried to Ban This. That's weird. That's very weird. That was just like full of these like Hey Google songs, only with Google spelled G-U-G-L-E. I I guess to like avoid detection. Um, Brilliant. I am so proud of him. But as I kept scrolling, I realized there was more to Drumcoon than just like his the, the Hey Alexa, Hey Google songs. Like he's actually like a super prolific artist. Like last year, Alex, in 2021 alone, he recorded 10 different albums. Dang! And in addition to that, he released like 40 additional like EPs and singles. <laughs> he's just constantly making stuff. And the sort of music he makes is all kind of like that ambient kind of synthy-ish sound that like I played for you already right. right like there are all these albums filled with music from a sort of fancy steel drum he plays called a handpan there's a bunch of music on an instrument called a bonova which uh is a kind of cool instrument that sounds a lot like a saxophone um and there's like some spoken word stuff it's like kind of yeah it's this eclectic mix of things and on Drumkin's Spotify page, he had this artist statement. My music is liberated eternally from the world's market forces because they cannot fathom or perceive its true or real eternal value. At the bottom, signed 10th of September 2021. And we have an email. 
So I wrote to him. Okay, so I wrote Drumcoon to be like, hey, will you talk to me? Mm-hmm. And um, he wrote back. And the email <laughs> is wild. When I got Drumcoon's email, I jumped on a call with the rest of the team on this story. Fia, Sanya, and Damiano. Most people I get, I write to ask for an interview, don't write back saying, thank you for your email. Before I say yes or no, I would ask three things of you. One, you have to watch my documentaries on YouTube. Benny lists uh-huh. links to three documentaries. Two, watch all my music videos on Drumcoon Vivo. And the playlist is 101 videos long. <laughs> Just to say, Alex, I missed a couple of videos. Turns out there are 108. Then Drumcoon goes on to say, when you have done the above by immersing yourself into this Venova fusion journey, then write me again, detailing your experience going down <laughs> the Venova fusion rabbit hole. The reason I'm doing this is because my music is a completely new music genre and style. So it's important music history and it has to be told very well. Are you the one I will give my first podcast interview to? I like that, it. That, that is a boldest move, though. Like, send me back a personal essay after you do this. Like, yeah, what? I'm going to do it. Like, that's what's pathetic about it. <laughs> but just a half hour after I got off that call, before I'd even had a chance to start my homework, I got a text from a Danish phone number. And it was Drumkun. He wanted to talk. That's after the break. Welcome back to the show. So, Alex, um, Drumcoon, the mysterious artist who had shown up somehow in Katie's Spotify wrapped, he'd reached yeah. out to me and said uh, he'd talk. Amazing. So he's based in Denmark, he told me. Um, but he was like, oh, I'll be happy to do any time that work for you. Uh, so we hopped on a call. I- I'm going to first of all read my statement. All right, go ahead. Um, this is official now. So I'm not liable to any person or entity with respect to subject matter contained herein because of the possibility of human and mechanical error, as well as other factors, my statements are made without warranty of any kind for commentary, scholarship, research, and freedom of speech purposes. Tendai Frank Tagarida is my real name, aka Drumkun, my musician name, hashtag Venova King. The date, 21 January. 2022. I don't know that I've ever had somebody actually like read the um like a what do you call it like a disclaimer. A totally. So that's Drumcoon, and as he just said, his real name is Tendai. Uh, and when he insisted on starting an interview this way, I was not always actually sure what I was going to be in for for the rest of the interview. I think I was just like, okay, this dude's come ready to play. But actually, once the statement was out of the way, I feel like I got to see who Tendai actually is a little more. He's a super jovial guy. And and just so you can picture him, he's medium height. He has like this big beard and some extremely healthy looking dreads that I'm kind of jealous of. Uh, He was sitting in the middle of what appeared to be some sort of man cave. I'm just surrounded by all of these different instruments. Uh, I asked him to give me a tour of the place. Man, I've got uh, so many microphones. uh, You know, I've got a whole bunch of gear. I mean, amplifiers. I've got, uh, you know, smart speakers. You know, I've got got a whole... 
I've got congas, man. I've got, uh, it's like when I say it's a mess, I've got congas. You know, I've got so many drums. I had to donate about, was it 10 or 15 to my kids' kindergarten? You know, like, <laughs> just a clear room? Yeah. I, when I, when I, somebody tells me they have a birthday, I can just grab an instrument and give it to them because I have so many. Tenda and I kind of shot for shit like this for a while. Uh, he told me he's actually a published author. It turns out he's a big critic of the government in his native Zimbabwe, so much so that Denmark actually granted him political asylum, and he's been living in Denmark for over a decade. Wow. Okay. Yeah, which was, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not expecting that. Like, you know, this is a guy who is known by international organizations as an outspoken activist, and it, it just didn't really add up to me. I was just like, how does a guy with his background end up becoming a Spotify spammer, of all things? So I just got to the business at hand. So I want to just upfront kind of talk about why I'm, I'm reaching out and how I kind of found you. Um, so we have a segment on the show. So I told him about Katie Spotify. So she's like, wait, who, who is Drumcoon? I've never listened to this person. And when she looked closely, the songs that it said that she'd played a bunch were like, had titles like Alexa Play This or Google Play This. And she was like completely nonplussed as to how they could have possibly been. On her Spotify wrapped. Uh-huh. Mm. Tendai just sort of paused for a moment, as if he was, like, thinking really carefully about what he was going to say next. And then he launched into the story of how he'd become Drumkun, the artist and the spammer. He told me it had all started back in 2018. He'd recently moved out into the middle of nowhere in the Danish countryside, which was even whiter than the city he'd been in before. It's one thing to move to a country like Denmark that doesn't have a ton of black people. But rural life was especially isolating. Oh, here's the thing, man. My friend is my lady, you know, and yeah. of course I talk to my neighbors and stuff like that. There are not that many African people out there. It's really like uh, out there, out there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really make friends in that way. And it was around then that he decided to learn how to play the drums. He started with uh, the bongos and then moved on to a bunch of other sort of instruments like congas and stuff, which for him was massive because he spent his whole life thinking that he just wasn't good enough to be a musician of any kind. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was like this empowering midlife hobby. And he told me, like, nowadays he'll just, like, walk around and leave his house, like, with an instrument wherever he goes. So it's just kind of like, you know, this kind of large nice black guy who just walks around rural Denmark like playing the bongos and like surprising his neighbors. Dude sounds awesome. Yeah, he is. And eventually he decided to start sharing his music with the world and he chose the name Drumkun as a stage name kind of ironically as a reference to the racist coon songs that white Americans I guess couldn't get enough of in the early 1900s. And after he'd been on Spotify for a while he started feeling just frustrated by the arbitrary nature of success on the app. Like, he looked at music like the ambient instrumentals on official Spotify playlists, like Serenity, and wondered, what's the difference between me and the other people making these songs? How do I get to the top? Uh, as a black man, as a DIY, it's a, it's like you're up against a mountain. I think it, some people have climbed a mountain. I don't know if you've ever done it. In South Africa, there's a table mountain. A lot of Right, tourists... I've done table mountain. It's beautiful. Okay, but how did you get up there? Oh, um, we took a trolley up. <laughs> we didn't took climb. a trolley. So, we so took the trolley. There was a mechanism. This is interesting. Very interesting, Emmanuel. There was a mechanism that helped you to get on top. But how do other people get up there? You could. You could. It seemed wild to me, but you could actually climb the whole thing. You could hike it. There was a path. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. So I feel as a DIY, it's like a doji hiking. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for some other musicians up there, there is a pulley system designed for them to just. I've only came across one specific pulley system that did not seem designed to help artists like him at all. His smart speaker. I was wondering, how is it that this algorithm, you can say to it, a, some code word, you know, hey Google, play music, and then it just gives you major label music. You know, I was like, that it can't be right. Oh, so, you're <laughs> like, why Why would it not just play any music? Why is it only major label? Thank you. That was one of the reasons. And thus, his Hey Alexa spam operation was born. But, like, for me, the thing I really cared about was how had any of these songs ended up on Katie's Spotify Wrapped? Especially since she didn't have an Alexa and she's never heard of any of this music, right? And when I posed this question to Tendai, he actually gave me an answer I wasn't prepared for. You know, I, I couldn't possibly tell you how that happened. You know, <laughs> you know that's a mystery. That that probably, I, I can't solve it. I don't know. You have to ask somebody else to solve that mystery because I cannot solve it, you know. Oh, that's so weird. Okay, so now what? So I don't know. At this point, right, like... I don't know. I was just like, the answer has to be with Katie, right? Like, it has to kind of be with her, like, Spotify account and, like, what was going on in it. So I was poking around on Spotify's website and I found out that actually anyone can just request their listening history. Like, Spotify will just give you a list of every song you've ever played on your Spotify account. So we put in that request and, like, a couple weeks later, Katie got it back. Hey, Katie. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? So, Sonia and I, we called Katie. Yeah. And, you know, we opened the data Spotify had sent. It would show me, like, the date that, like, a song was played, the time that, like, it finished playing, and, like, the number of milliseconds it played. So, of course, the first thing I did was just, like, search for Drumcoon. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, when you, like, search in, like, a Google Doc, it shows you the amount of times a word pops up? Yes. It'll be, like, one of 156 or whatever. Totally. So, like, I'm just gonna I search searched it. Drumcoon. Okay, I'm seeing... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, do you, do you want to guess how much it is? I'm scared. I have no idea. Oh, my God. It's actually wild. I, if this is to be believed, it's actually... It's 964 is the number that I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm screaming. 964. That's crazy right and so i decided i was gonna try and click through like all 964 to see when they happened you know because i was like that many songs has to be like spread out but right away i found two of tendai's drumkun songs like right next to each other that had played back to back and the first of these was okay google play some music oh my gosh And then right after those songs, I saw a song by a person I didn't recognize at all. It's by this guy, Jeremy Arndt. Yeah. Do you know who that is? No, I don't think so. Let me, let's play that music. Let's see what that sounds like. We look it up and it's handpan music, which is just like a lot of drum coon stuff. I've never heard something like that. (laughs) 
And then in this list, it's just like song after song like this, like drum coon songs mixed in with songs by other ambient music artists. Like Spotify was kind of doing its whole Pandora radio station thing where it's playing artists like drum coon. Yeah. So I just I just want to yeah. see how long this this kind of it's basically like a handpan bender on your account. <laughs> it's so it's I want to see how many songs it is. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight. I want to save you some time, Daniel. You're gonna be going for like multiple days long. I've been like scrolling down. It's multiple. And days. basically, what seems to have happened is that Ten Dies Music played on Katie's account for three straight days. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. And I'm talking when I say played for three straight days. I'm talking like. Every second of every day for three days is filled with music. Like from sunup to sundown while she's asleep. Wild. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, I did not get, and she didn't get either, like, how she could have played music for three straight days and not noticed. (laughs) Hmm. So you want to know what I think, what my working theory is right now? Yes. So it has to do with one person who up until now has stayed out of this story and who was really shocked when I confronted them about it. I think it was you. Me? No, I don't believe it. Yeah. Like, no. Okay. Fake news. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that person is Katie's former roommate and one of her best friends, uh, Gabby. I actually talked to Gabby early on when I was first poking around, you know, just to rule out whether someone close to Katie had gained access to her Spotify somehow. Um, and back then, Gabby had told me that, no, she didn't have access to Katie's Spotify. She'd never heard Drumku's music. And that, like Katie, she owned a Google Home. So there was no way that she could have conjured up the song Hey Alexa, Play Music because she didn't have an Alexa. Um, and anyways, at the time, all of that made sense to me. Um, but here's the thing, because this is Michigan, they actually, when they live together, they actually like have space. And so they have like two, they have a two bed, two bathroom apartment. I was really wondering where, because this is Michigan was going. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, as I sit here in the tiny closet in my Brooklyn apartment, I, I'm just aware that I, I would, I, the things I would do for a two bed, two bath. But anyways, they lived in a two bed, two bath. And like, she, unlike Katie, does listen to like a bunch of music. And they both kept their Google Homes in their bathrooms. And their bathrooms kind of like, they shared a wall. And Gabby did tell me that like, every once in a while, when like, um, she would ask her Google Home to play music, it would, like, Katie's Google Home would hear her through the walls and it would play that way. Oh my God, is Katie's roommate really into handpans? Well, so Gabby doesn't listen to handpan music, but I think that... Gabby, like, asked her Google Home to play some music. Katie's Google Home heard it. But for some reason, it was on, like, low to no volume and just played for, like, a few days. And I think the only reason Katie didn't notice is because at the time, she probably just, like, wasn't home or something because she has a boyfriend and, like, maybe she was staying over there. Amazing. And the biggest reason we didn't immediately see this link Alex was because, I don't know, we were just like so thrown off by the Hey Alexa song. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. But obviously, like, it it turns out that the song Gabby would have actually brought up in that scenario wasn't Hey Alexa. It was Hey Google Play Some Music. Mm -hmm. And the only reason we didn't know that was because that song, Hey Google Play Some Music, was actually taken off of Spotify before Spotify 
Wrapped came out last year. Oh. Presumably because like Spotify or like Drumcoo's distributors didn't like the fact that he was like doing his whole smart speaker thing, right? right. So it didn't show up on Katie's Spotify Wrapped and we didn't see it. Got it. Yeah. So I don't know. I I was explaining all of this to Gabby and it was really funny because Gabby was one of Katie's friends who made fun of her the most for having Drumcoon as one of her top artists. <laughs> so now she's just super embarrassed now that she realizes it's like her fault. You know what? I'm happy that Katie has something to come back at you with every time you talk about this story and make fun of her for it. <laughs> yeah, I really won't live this down probably till the next Spotify rap comes out. I gotta say, man, you're really cut out for super tech support. You really you really crossed all your T's and dotted your I's on this one. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Uh, that, that honestly, it means a lot. Um, although, I don't know, there was one thing that I was kind of worried about, which is what would happen to Tendai's music, you know, like Drumkiss music, once I like expose this whole Hey Alexa thing. Because um, I figured Spotify might do something about it, especially if I had to ask them for comment. And Drumkun knew our show was owned by Spotify. And when we talked about it, like, you know, he wanted to talk to me anyways. Um, but I checked this morning and Spotify and the distributor he used to upload a lot of his songs, they actually removed a ton of his music. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so sad. But, you know, if the past is any indication, he will figure out a workaround. The dude seems pretty well, so- creative when it comes to putting up songs that are called Hey Google or Hey Alexa. <laughs> Well, so here's the thing. I called him and I was like, yo, dude, I'm so sorry about this. And, you know, while he was bummed, he kind of didn't care because he was just like, well, you know, I've already had music taken down. Some of the rest of my music is up. And you know what? I'm just happy for people to listen to my music about weird titles and stuff like that. He's gone legit. Good for him. Yeah, seriously. Long live Drumkun. This episode of Reply All was produced by me, Sonia Dosani, and Fia Benin. It was edited by Damiano Marchetti. And of course, the episode wouldn't have happened without the rest of the Reply All production and editing team, Anna Foley, Bethel Habte, Tim Howard, Lisa Wang, and Kim Naderfane-Petersa. Our intern is Sam Gebauer. The show is hosted by Emmanuel Jochi and Alex Goldman. This episode was mixed by Rick Kwan with fact-checking by Isabel Christo. Music and sound design by Luke Williams. Additional music by Breakmaster Cylinder, Mariana Romano, and Tim Howard. Special thanks to Natish Pawa, Ellen Frankman, Max Green, Rehan Hermansi, Tad Davis, and Camus Ilolia. One last announcement before we go, we're hiring. We're looking for a producer to come help us make stories. So if that's you, go to replyallshow.com jobs. Once again, that's replyallshow.com slash jobs. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.